Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show, and I still believe that that is the best intro that we've ever had on this show. Dave, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty well, Phil. How about yourself? Not too bad, not too bad, man. Uh, wanted to quickly uh, just go through a, an apology to the dozens of DC fans out there. Leesburg, Virginia is a pretty nice place. All right. Oh, I'll yeah? start off with that. In fact, the whole Northern Virginia area is really quite impressive. Um, I guess I was just mistakenly thought it would be like my hometown or a couple other places near my hometown where I grew up in Western North Carolina, where it's like a really rural podunk type of place, Dave. Yeah. But I, what I found out is like, it's just, there's so much, uh, there's a lot of concentration of wealth there in the Northern Virginia area around DC. I'm sure that's a complete coincidence, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been developed really, really hardcore around that area. So the, like the suburbs of DC, there's a lot of money uh, around that area. So True. yeah, it was really, really nice. Uh, um, and for, for folks out there that might be interested, if they stay in the Leesburg at Segra Field um, next year, if you want to travel down there, I do have a tip of um, check out the Dulles Airport area. It's about 10 miles outside of the actual stadium. Um, and you can get really uh, great hotels at a fair price, or at least I saw it uh, at that time. Um, Really, really good deals. So we heard whispers that D.C. might be moving closer to the actual uh, D.C. metro area with a possible stadium build in a couple of years. Ooh. So stay tuned for that. So, yeah, could I think be big. Yeah, could, could be, be big. big. I mean, I know I have a couple friends down in D.C. And uh -huh. uh, for that first game, they one's from Chicago. So for that first D.C. Chicago game that yes. was there. Uh, they took the train out and then I think a long Uber and mm -hmm. eventually got to the field and just said, you know, it took them, took them a substantial amount of time and money yes. just to get there on, on public transit, which is something yes. we talked about with veterans being one of the big perks that it's, it's only eight miles from Boston. Right. Yeah. And it's a, it's a mile from the, uh, the train station there. Yep, exactly. So it makes sense that they may be looking to, you know, relocate a little closer mm -hmm. to the city. I think it really does have a big impact, especially yes. in a growing sport. You know, yes. you can't expect people to go out and do, no. even if it's not quite podunk, you know, it's <laughs> far enough outside of D.C. Yes. It, it does seem like it impacts their attendance a little bit. A thousand percent. I mean, it also doesn't help that they were terrible last year. You know, it's a, true. Yeah, you, know, you. I think they moved like two places prior to Segra Field, and they were closer to DC. But again, the, the inconsistency of the venue yeah. doesn't help as well. So, yeah, it, it's 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 not really. A, I don't know if I want to say a struggle there, but it, it's definitely not on par with the Free Jacks. I will say I'll give them a little bit of credit here. They're making an effort to attract crowds. There was inflatables for the kids at the at the field there. There was food. There was beer. There was even a live band playing before and then after the game. Um, but, you know, as we're talking about, the the, the difficulties that they've had kind of play into not great attendance. I, although there was yeah. more people there than I would have assumed. I was going to uh, say, now, yeah. you were on the side... That the camera doesn't that show. the camera doesn't show, which is the yes. same side the players are on. Is that right? Right. That's correct. Okay. Yes. yes, just trying to make sure I have my orientation right. Yes. Yeah, so the far stands that you see on the shot make the place look empty because right. there's very few people in those stands. But what you actually don't see, similar to veterans, right? Yes. What you don't see is, for the most part, is, is a pretty packed main stand. 
Yeah, I mean, it was, I would say maybe two or three sections, if everybody moved into those, would have been mm -hmm. full, which is not bad, but it's also not great. Um, right. So they, they've got some work to do there, for sure. If they continue to stay there, they, they're going to have to build up, like, youth rugby and stuff like that. Same thing that the Free Jacks right. have been doing for years now. That that helps get the parents through the door and stuff like that. We, you know, uh, we've talked about that a million times. But uh, I wanted to mention Buzz and Bubs from Mystic River <laughs> flew down from Boston the morning of, as well as Expeditionary Force uh, Forces veterans, uh, Kenny and Barb, who we hung out with the entire time. If you've never met them, just lovely people, hilarious as well. A great, great time to hang out with them. We did huzzahs every time the team scored. We chanted quite, I mean, you know, here's the thing. It's like the energy at Fort Quincy, fantastic, right? There, there's always chants and stuff like that that take place. But when you go to an away game, especially when you're around people that really are hardcores, we really want to show out. And we absolutely did. There was four of us, you know, tight, Caitlin, myself, uh, Barb, and Kenny that were, you know, together the entire time with Bubs and uh, – uh, buzz, you know, kind of floating around, but we were loud as hell. Like you would think that there was 40 of us. Um, and I, I think it came through on the broadcast at certain times. You guys heard yeah. us saying huzzahs and stuff like that. But it what's interesting is like, we're kind of like lighting the fires of other fan bases to kind of get motivated because mm -hmm. they were definitely started doing reaction chants to us because we were chanting practically the entire time yelling uh, throughout the match. So that was really, really awesome. Had a blast. Um, DC fans, like I said, started chanting in reaction to our support for the visiting team. And they were really impressed with our dedication. A couple of fans came up to us afterwards and said, we really need to go to away games. That's something that they haven't done yet. But like that kind of sparked their interest in doing that coming up to New York or even all as far as uh, New England to, to visit us. I think that'd be very, very cool. Yep. Yeah, I would love to see that more fans traveling. I mean, it's a growth thing. It's going to naturally happen as you get more, yes. you know, buzzes who and, yes. and guineas on other teams who are like, yep. you know what I'm going to do? Fly to away games. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's really cool. It's a great part of the culture that we have. Uh, For sure. Such dedicated fans. I even got a little bit of sun. I don't know if you can tell. My nose is a bit red. It, you know, I have a note about the sun it, ah. it, when we do the match later because okay. yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah, for sure. There were certain points where I was getting a little lightheaded. Me and warm weather do not work. I mean, you would be how, surprised. How hot I, was it? What was like the air temperature? It wasn't that bad, but I think I just got over. I, I was overexcited. I was like jumping yeah. up and down and screaming my head off. So, yeah, probably 80 degrees. And it wasn't very humid. There was a bit of a breeze. But when the sun was right on me, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm just not the same guy as I was. I mean, obviously the accent hasn't left, but, uh, you know. Uh, the the uh, the susceptibility to warm weather is uh, is a problem. So um, let's talk about the game itself. Um, let's see here. I'm taking this directly from the Free Jacks articles. I'm not sure if it was Jenny that wrote this or one of the ex excellent other staffers at the Free Jacks, but I wanted to give them a little bit of credit here. It's a very, very well-written article about the breakdown that took place for the game. So what it says is... 
With the win, the Free Jacks improved to 9-2 on the season. They extended their already comfortable lead atop the Eastern standings. Old Glory, who entered Sunday, ranked second in the conference, fell to 5-6. and six. Uh, The Free Jacks opened the scoring in the fourth minute, sustained possession in Old Glory territory, forced, forced multiple D.C. penalties, with one giving New England a line-out from the five-meter line. The Free Jacks won that line-out and mauled the Old Glory pack into the tri-zone, allowing Hooker, Mills, to touch the ball down for a try. After an equalizing try by Old Glory, number eight, Jameson Fa'anana Schultz, in the 16th minute, the New England struck back with five more, excuse me, three more before halftime. Uh, fullback Reese McDonald had a hand in two of those, offloading to uh, John Poland for the scrum half try that made it 14 to 7, and later scoring one of his own in the 23rd, or excuse me, 32nd minute. The latter provided a pivotal momentum swing, a swing, excuse me, um, as it immediately followed a foiled DC scoring chance. Fly half Jason Patras uh, forced an old glory player into touch off a five meter line out, then quickly restarted play by flipping a pass to inside center LaRue, who delivered a bouncing kick down the left touch line. McDonald gave chase beat Old Glory's scrambling defense uh, to score, or excuse me, to the ball, gave it a second kick himself, and then dove on it for a highlight real try. And that is an absolutely great way to describe that pa passage of play there that looked awesome. I, I was giving him a little bit of credit there. Reese McDonald has some pretty good uh, soccer yeah. skills going on there. It was a it was a weird little moment because he went to give it a, a like a, an additional kick and it almost looked like he missed it. Yes. He didn't really need to kick it because it was right. crossing the line. It's almost like he faked out the defense and th and then he just kind of drops right on top of it. It's really great. Yes. Yeah. Because it, it looked brilliant and then it was like that moment of like oh shit like it might go wrong and then nope he scored we're good. It's yeah. You know all kosher. It was it was excellent. Yep. As long as he dotted it down, it didn't matter how it looked there at the end. Uh, so, yeah, very, very happy in the stands there. Uh, just really felt like the Free Jacks. There was a couple of moments in the first half where I was a slightly concerned, um, but for the most part, you know, just very, very much in control of the game. So uh, couldn't ask for too much better there. Um, Eight-man Wien Conradi scored the other first half try in the 23rd minute off a Free Jack scrum that was sent, uh, set up by Poland's line break. New England secured a fourth try bonus point in the opening 40 minutes and led 28-7 to seven at the break. Your initial thoughts, Dave, uh, of the first half? You know, it was a fun first half, definitely feisty. There were a couple moments in there. About nine minutes in, Vian Conradi mm -hmm. hits, uh, bowed the fly half for DC and kind of holds him on the ground. Bailey immediate, I think it's Bailey, immediately hits Conradi to like clear him off. I think Vian didn't like that. <laughs> like it was an unnecessary clear out. So he yeah. just kind of, the ball was away. Bowed had kicked the ball. So he doesn't really have to worry about not releasing the tackled player, you know, and just kind of. Right hangs on just keeps it keeps a grip there it was a fun moment and suddenly calmed everything down you know told told dc to to cool it and i think it actually really helped keep the teams mostly uh under control for for a lot of it something that didn't really get out of hand but anselmi stepped in and made sure people knew you know he 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 first he grabbed vian and he's like he's like that's not necessary you made the tap you made the hit mm -hmm. you tackled the guy don't hold him on the ground you just don't need to and then he turns around to DC and he holds up his hand. He points to his whistle and he says, I have this. 
I don't need you. Just, oh. you know, shutting him down. Like, you don't need to do anything. I you know take what? care of it with this. We give him a lot of crap on this show, specifically Bozo. Uh, but that that's actually a really, really, I, I like that for, uh, yeah. from him in that moment. It was good. It was good management as a referee. Yeah. You know, you if you don't do anything, especially teams like this, you know, it's going to get more and more brutal. He does like to call pretty loose around the ruck, which yes. requires teams to, you know, not be, not be pushing it to, too much um and we saw that you know we saw kind of messy rocks a lot of balls kind of squirting out some poaches that you know of of the ball that maybe would have been called for for things by a different referee it's just the way anselmi calls it i imagine teams are quite aware of it you know and know that the ruck is going to have a particular look with him um you know something else that uh came up when i was talking to wes about anselmi is uh his he does not use the tmo yeah, he is yeah. a very confident referee. I don't know how this became like Anselmi, you know, <laughs> say nice things about Anselmi, but yeah. he's maybe the I don't, I don't know that he's like the best referee in MLR, but he might be the most confident referee in MLR. Like he is, he backs himself. He's like, no, I don't, I don't need the TMO. You know, later when we get to Mitch's card, you know, Mitch is like, yes. can we check the TMO? And Anselmi, thinking back to previous matches as well, his no. His answer is no. I don't. No. I don't need the TMO. Yeah. I think he only really goes to it when he hears. I mean, just guessing, but it seems like he only really goes to it when he hears from like the ARs that that they need to, or from the TMO yeah. that there's foul play, and then and then he'll he'll pause. I mean, I kind of appreciate that. You you at least get the rugby game. You know, you, you keep things you moving. You do. Yep. Yeah. He moves it along for sure. Yep. Uh, so sometimes the calls are not right, unfortunately. But you know, that is what. Yeah. It, and Selmy's TMO is his eyes. That that's, that's right. the bottom line. <laughs> that's right. If I see, I mean, I think it really is. He's very much yeah. like if I see, you hear him talking to players and say, "That's not what I saw." You know, not yep. to me. Which is yep. which is a normal thing for referee to say. I mean, that's yes. often how you respond to that. You know, mm -hmm. well, to me, I saw this. This is the picture mm -hmm. I saw. We're going with that. Um, mm -hmm. but he's for, just, for I don't know. Me. He has a, he has yeah. a tone. Yeah. For me. Yeah. For yeah. me, his hands were on the ball before the ruck was formed. You know, yeah. like I saw it as that maybe you saw the hands on the ball after the ruck was formed. For me, it was before the ruck was formed. So, yes. You know, those, those sorts of, of things. Yeah. I, I appreciated his, his ability to, to manage that game, particularly in the first half. I think it helped, um, tamp things down a little bit and keep things reasonable. Um, <clears throat> There wasn't. I'm just looking through my notes from the first half. See anything else? Um, Danny Tusatal is really good at drawing penalties. He drew two in that first half. Um, the best one was probably like 30 minutes in. There's mm -hmm. a Free Jacks player who's made the tackle and they're getting up and they are literally leaping over the tackled player to get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Like they are busting hump to make sure that they are in fact going. Uh, east west as they say you know yes. rolling moving toward one of the touch lines mm -hmm. and getting out of the way so the ball can be available and danny comes in to play the ball and instead of playing the ball which is like going to be available right now he just rucks into the guy and makes <laughs> a mess out of the whole rock balls killed now but the problem is that player shouldn't have been there so he gets a not rolling away call out of it even though the guy's actively trying to roll away that's good recognition by him for sure. Yeah, yeah. he's he's such a heads up guy. So he had another good. one that you see kind of often where a player was off sides and he just whipped the ball right at him. You know, just and then yeah. they actually kept going. He even managed to basically bounce it off of whatever Free Jack was retreating, but off sides, bounced it off their like torso, and then scooped it back up and went the other direction with the ball. So he got yeah. the penalty and then was like, and now we're gonna use the advantage I just generated. 
There was he's a couple a, moments. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's a he's a he's an electric nine. No kidding. I think this is you know uh, the battle of the nines in this game. You know it wasn't uh, touted that way. It all, you know it almost never is. There's never any hype yeah. really. But when it comes to this sort of thing, but we've got two of the best. Uh, you know DC has Definitely. one and we have the other. Two of the best in the league. Uh, top three for sure. Both of them are in that conversation. So uh, I just wanted to mention that I don't know the exact time frame, but I did, I saw it with my own eyes. We've talked about it on this show. Like that first line of defense on either side of the ruck. Danny Tuzatala just absolutely eats that up. And there was yeah. a couple of moments where he almost sprung free, and I'm like, son of a gun. I, I think that they probably were working on that in practice because our reaction time was a little bit better, but there was a, a couple of moments where he could have just been off to the races, but we shut him down. So I think that's one of those things that like kind of flies on the radar, but at the same time, like that could have helped us win the game, You know, making yeah. sure that he just doesn't have free reign to just take that ball and take off himself. Yeah. So. And when Vian Conradi's try yeah. in that first half, he uh, just ran straight through to Satala mm. as well, which doesn't yes. matter, but is fun. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was yeah. nice to see the bus, you know, the making bus. no stops. Yes, sir. It was it was excellent. Hell yeah. All right. Let's get back to the article. If I can find it. There it is. All right. Conradi uh, notched his second try of the match six minutes into the second half, stretching New England's advantage to 35 to seven. Feeling good at that point. Uh, Old Glory held up a would be try by replacement flanker Joe Johnson moments earlier, but an offsides penalty kept possession with the Free Jacks and Conradi capitalized. Free Jacks Mitch Wilson was shown a yellow card for an intentional knock on in the 50th minute, and Old Glory began to rally during the their 10-minute man, 10 minute man advantage. Uh, getting tries from Nicholas Scotran and uh, Colin Grosse uh, to cut New England's lead to 35-19. So, I, I mean, it, this was a pivotal moment in the game where Mitch, you know, sticks his hand out. You know, it's an intentional knock-on. He gets the yellow card. He sees a slice of cheese from Anselmi, sits yep. down. And in my mind at that moment, I'm thinking, yeah, the Free Jacks have, you know, weathered these storms before where they don't give up any points uh, to a team when we're on a, a man disadvantage there. But, you know, Old Glory took that opportunity to get back into the game for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think it speaks credit. to them being a pretty good team. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, they get that card and they generate what, 10, 12. I don't remember how many of those two tries were converted, but, you know, somewhere between 10 and 14 points they generate they got, right there. Yeah. They got 12 points from that. 12 yeah. points. There you go. Yep. So, like, I mean, that, that's you, you have to be able to do stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, within, within the 10 minute time frame of that card, generate sure. some, some points. And they did. I mean, credit to them. Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, if you look at it, like at that point, it, we're 35-7. We've really got them on their heels, but they yeah. were able to get back into the game. Uh, one of the reasons is because of that. Uh, and we'll, I'm sure we're because uh, you've alluded to it. We're going to talk about that other factor here in a moment, I'm sure. Uh, Wing Paula Bellincana, New England's leading try scorer this season, ha season, had a 60th minute try taken off the board for an obstruction penalty after a video review. DC's Owen Sheehy uh, then proceeded to score his side's third consecutive try to trim the Free Jacks cushion to 11 points with just under 10 minutes remaining. And I will say, as I was watching it, I'm generally the guy, like if I'm not cheering or uh, doing a chant, I'm normally, as you know, I'm doing this right here. Even if it's like <laughs> yeah. we're playing really well because I'm just observing and I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, well, we could have done this better. We could have done that better, blah, 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 blah. It's a bad way to be a fan, but that's just the life that I lead. Um, so at this point, I'm a little concerned because we have just been, 
in these DC fans' ear the entire game. And now yeah. they're starting to throw it back at us a little bit. So they were doing uh, mocking huzzas to us in that section, Dave. Ooh. Yeah, they, they were throwing some huzzas back at us. Spicy. Um, I'm glad but, they got to eat a big old slice of that crow. Big time. And what was hilarious, and Kenny, who, who has very, very quick wit, immediately after they were done, maybe the first or second time that they were doing their little mocking huzzas, he goes, oh, you stole that from us just like you stole our color scheme. <laughs> and, and I was just like, boy, that was so good. I love yeah. it. What they, about uh, quotes? Yeah. they mentioned the petition on the broadcast. It was pretty yeah. funny. It was a little Phil-centric. Uh, they, they talked about the Rangers petition nice. uh, to change the color scheme, color scheme yeah. thieves. And then uh, at the end of the match, actually, just before the man of the match shot, it's got a, it's a great shot of you and uh, Scott Matthews. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. As he's coming over and saying hi, if somebody else is there, is it Will Webster is there as well? Yeah, yeah, he was moment, there, yep. um, saying hi to you and Caitlin awesome. and Kenny and Barb. It's 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 pretty cool. That's Good awesome. Yeah, stuff. yeah. They did some B roll stuff with us at the beginning where we were like holding up the uh, the flags and stuff like that, and we were like doing the huzzas and chanting and stuff like that prior to the game. So I was wondering if yeah. they ever used that. Sounds like they didn't, but at least they got we, we got on camera. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I was, my phone started blowing up and I was like, what the hell is going on? Because I normally don't check my phone during play at yeah. all. Um, yeah, but same. I was like, what the hell is going on? So I, I, I looked at my phone and people was like, the petition, they just talked about it. I'm like, huh, really? So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. I, I have to. I have to. Oh, yeah. I think we just have one more, probably one more thing to. Yep. No, right? Yeah. Well, just a couple more things here. Uh, New England finished with a flourish, however, with Mitch atoning for his yellow card by uh, helping lock down the win for New England in the closing minutes. His heavy pressure off a old glory scrum forced a turnover that sprung replacement scrum half Holden the Vampire Younger. I threw that in there for an uh, uh, insurance try. The Eventful second half also featured the season debut of 2022 Major League Rugby MVP Bodine Waka, who subbed in for McDonald at fullback. Waka re-signed with New England last month after a sit with the Steelers in Japan Rugby League One. The talented 29-year-old uh, depth will give the Free Jacks inevitable depth at 10 and 15 as the postseason approaches. Okay, so that that's kind of wrapping it up there. Mm -hmm. um, I will say this. Well, actually, I'm going to let you say it because you didn't allude to it a, a moment ago. Uh, what could have kind of swung things in the last, let's say, 20 minutes for D.C.? I'm sure you picked up it all, on it in the broadcast there. Oh, I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. Other than the Owen Shee riding that Charles River boost, you know, on that oh, yes. clearly some rat speed in those That's heels. It. That's um, it. No, no, I was talking about the the, the sun. Uh, it oh, really oh, I, factor. The, the I, yeah, it definitely could have. I was I had it in my notes earlier, like 26 minutes. Another kick hit the deck. I noticed in that first half a lot of balls landing, you know, hitting grass. Well, hitting yes. turf. Um, which you you know you don't generally want to see. Both teams are going to want to have players on most kicks, not every kick, but every kick should have somebody. Yes, and you know those, especially the high kicks, somebody should be underneath those. And we saw a lot of balls hitting the ground when there were players around, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously, if there's nobody around, there's nobody there to catch it. Yes. We're talking about when there are players around, but the ball just seems to kind of fall through them or amongst them and bounce and what i noticed around then is that uh you know it was happening over and over shadows from players are like directly underneath them yes. so the sun is straight overhead which means it basically doesn't matter 
where you are or what direction you're looking. If you have to look up to feel the kick, you are looking at the sun. Yes. So I think that was a big factor. Um, I really think the sun was killing him kind of like Superman, but backwards because he gets his power from the sun. And right. Paul Bell kind of looked like Batman, which How is kind of the huh? night version of Superman. Yes. Is Paul Bell kind of Batman? I'm just asking questions. That's a good question to ask because he's certainly very powerful um, on the pitch there for sure. I, You know, the thing is, is that I would say part of the momentum obviously was the yellow card. It kind of yeah. switched for a moment there with Old Glory being able to capitalize and get some points on the board. But I definitely saw a lot of, you know, hands on hips, that sort of thing, because it, it yeah. was certain it wasn't 90 degrees. It wasn't 90 percent humidity, D.C. type of thing. But it was definitely warm. And this is probably certainly the warmest that they've had experienced all year. New England, that is. Um, and you could definitely tell that they were tired. There was a lot of heroic, uh, heroic defense um, effort there at the yeah. end because they were blowing wind. And it's yeah. to be expected, in, right? In yeah. the first half, too, they, there were some big defensive stands in that first mm -hmm. half, which are just which add fuel to the fire. I mean, those yes. are exhausting. Yeah, it, it lends credence to what you're saying. And I, I think there's I think those elements take more out of you when you travel too. I think back yes. to the New York game down in NOLA from fairly early in the season where mm -hmm. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's like March or whatever. Teams are playing in the, the frigid north. And then they go down to Nolan. It was like 83 degrees, humid. And New York just looked like trash. I yeah. mean, they literally looked exhausted yep. 15 minutes in. You know, when you think about travel, we joked about like hangovers, right? Yeah. Down in Nola partying down there around Mardi Gras. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really think that when you travel and you play in the sun and the heat, I think it's cumulative a little bit. And, and I think it, it has a bigger impact on the visiting team sometimes. The sun will give you the worst hangover in the world in the form of heat stroke. So, yeah, you know, you the, it is a factor, man. It is for sure. So um, that, that's right. something that I noticed. You know, it did seem like that we were, you know, a, a little bit lagging in the last 20 or so. And it was definitely because of the, the conditions. Um, Waka Watch 2023. Waka came on in the 60th, uh, 69th minute to replace Reese McDonald at fullback. Your thoughts on him making the 23, which we kind of anticipated, but weren't for sure about. Um, his position at fullback, we kind of kind of guessed at that as well. And mm -hmm. what you saw from when he came on, Dave. Yeah, I think this is it's just straight up knocking the rust off the boots, mm -hmm. you know. Um, didn't need to get him a lot of time. Just want him out there. Opportunity to to play with the boys. I'd say we probably see him a little bit longer than 10 minutes the next mm -hmm. time he makes an appearance. You want yes. him not just fresh, but, you know, blooded a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, you, you really want to make sure that we're at 100% um, – when, when we need him in the postseason. So I'd expect him to get some more minutes. Not surprised that his first appearance was fairly um, inconspicuous. Mm -hmm. uh, it's yep. also, you know, it's a matter of like, was he actually given a lot of opportunities to have much impact in those last 10 minutes? Like, not really. There's a no. try and there's another try. There's a lot of dead time in that 10 minutes with two yep. tries happening in it. So, you know, it's, it's good. We checked the box. He made an appearance. Um, we'll see him more. Hopefully we'll see him, uh, you know, everybody will be there live and in person next week to see him against. Oh Nola. man. How about that? That's going to be really yeah. big, man. It's like, going to be you know, very exciting in rugby. You know, we've talked about this in the outrider chat. It's, it's a very 
it's a team sport, so it's team centric and all that sort of stuff. But superstars are important to American uh, American mm-hmm. sports landscapes. It's 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 a part of like ESPN will beat the drum of like LeBron James, you know, all you know. So it is very very American to have like superstar individual talents and that sort of stuff. But it's a big deal for this guy to be back here in a Free Jacks uniform. People fell in love with this guy in the twenty twenty two season. It was a magical run. Um, uh, he's a lot of people's favorite player. Um, so for him to be back at home in the, uh, the, the Jersey, it's, it's going to, it's going to be, the whole place is going to go crazy. I imagine, um, when they first seen, so very, very cool stuff. Uh, let's move over to MVP and I'll let you go first this week. Uh, do you have a musket size pants tent? I'm skipping it. I'm going to ask the fans if we're going to. I think maybe it's either going to go into retirement or hiatus or we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to ask, I'm going to put a poll out there to see if people would like to, for it to continue. But at this time we're going to, we're going to put a break on it. All right. All right. Well, I didn't Hey, there we go. Um, You know, I I went all over the place on this. I'm not going to do my thing where I talk about everybody, but uh, I did, I did have a tough time. Um, I thought some people played really well. Sam Fishley, Mm-hmm. Uh, had a really good game. He had a lot of involvement, especially early on. I noticed him in particular the first like 10 minutes. It was like, he's, you know, this guy's here to play. He came out yeah. of the gate, you know, firing. I think he did well. Good line out takes, some solid defense. He had a couple times out there where he, you know, like made a tackle, got up, made another tackle, or made a tackle, got up, cleared the defend or the, the rucker, high you know, motor. supporting player off, you know, yeah, yeah. just, just really burning it. Um, uh joe johnston had a good yep. match he came on pretty early for mitch jacobson yep. um johnston actually ended up being uh third for tackle count on the team despite Crazy. not starting yep, yep. Uh, mill center he did pretty well he scored a try we had a little bit of wobble in the lineouts. i think some of it was not his fault there was a couple of them were right off fingers you know where it's like mm-hmm. Timing looked good, throw looked good. Maybe it was just an inch or two too high, or maybe the jumper was not quite there. It's hard to judge, you know, where, where exactly it slipped. But I mean, small margin yeah. of error there. Um, Mills, and then he, you know, like I said, loads of tackles out of Mills. Sixteen tackles he made, which is pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, Regan O'Gorman played uh, very hard. It wasn't perfect he's still rehabbing a little bit you know they're getting some serious minutes now he's gotten minutes mm-hmm. but now he's getting like serious minutes and that chance that's a kind of a whole new pressure to play exhausted as he kind of has to do a little bit yeah um we're a little thin in the second row so big shifts it, it, out of connor keys and regan it's the only area of concern as far as i'm concerned in terms of injuries and stuff like that yeah. so yeah yep it, it's good um, that he stepped up yeah so step up game for him um in the end, I'm going to have to go with John Poland, the magician. Oh, very nice. uh, I think his try that he scored, he not only finished it, he started it. He threw a long double skip pass out to Paul Belcana on the mm-hmm. edge. Belcana put Knocked his the guy in the dude. So, yeah, yeah, just straight up body to dude and then ran 30 meters. Belcana had a great match himself yep. um, as usual. Um, and... Then he, uh, Balkana gets the offload to um, Reese McDonald. Reese McDonald gets taken down. He gets the offload off his knees, which is excellent. And then who's there but the man who started it, John Poland, you know, closing the closing the circuit. I think it really speaks to 
John Poland as a player, that he's a guy who can start it. He's a guy who can finish it. Mm -hmm. um, he's such a consistent and high-skill player for the Free Jacks. Yep. Um, I am going to give it to John Poland. I love that, man. We I was just talking to Rob the Hammer Hammersmith prior to us coming on here, talking about how good John Poland is. and it, He's having an MVP caliber season way under the radar. But, I mean, as if he continues to score these tries, people are going to start noticing how um, impactful he's been on the pitch. And I was just thinking, as you were mentioning this, like think about the, the players that we have consistently starting for us. Uh, John Poland, probably maybe the best in the league. Jason Potras could make an argument that he might be the best 10 in the league. Uh, Paula Bellicana might be the best winger in the league right now. And I'm just, oh, Wien Conradi might be the best yeah. eight man in the league. So that's, that's four out of 15 of your starters that are, you know, you could make an argument that's like one or two of the best in the league. That's, that's really, really awesome. Um, my MVP is Wien Conradi. The bus keeps moving on in the 2023 season. Um, scoring two tries on the day. He's just a matchup nightmare uh, with ball in hand. He's going to yeah. run over the backs, and he's going to outrun, then run over the forwards as well. He's a tackling machine on defense. He's in the top ten, or at least he was last week in tackles for the entire league. Bozo predicted that the bus would be the MVP for the team, and it's looking like that might be a golden pick late in the season. So, of course, I give Bozo a lot of shit about his uh, uh, world <laughs> beaters in Chicago, but this one was a very, very sneaky good pick that he made about Wien just uh, having a, a breakout season just like he did two seasons ago. I believe it was at this point, two seasons, yes. Um, yeah. and, and that's exactly what's taking place. Um, I know he was down in Miami uh, uh, over the bye week, and I'm thinking, God, I hope he didn't like it too much because I don't want to see him leave. Boy. <laughs> oh, man, you know don't I mean? get those thoughts in my head. I know, it's a shame. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was running through my mind. And nothing lasts forever, right? Yeah. No, no, we love – I mean, yeah, I, I love He's so good. He's like the player you wish you could be, you know? Like if I could, yep. if I could transform myself into any Free Jacks player with like the skill set – and the athleticism and yep. the mindset—it's like Vian Conrad. Yeah, who who else would you want to be except the hit stick? Yeah, you know the boss himself. Agreed. I, you know, when I was playing lock uh, second row when I was younger, I always wanted to be an eight man, but I never had the pace for it, and obviously not the the, the muscular build either. Uh, but I, I was never going to be a Vian Conradi. That's for damn sure. So, yeah, <laughs> but I always wanted to be. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, any closing thoughts on the DC game? Um, it was good, right? We I said yeah. it was going to be a good match. I, I was really excited for it. I think it delivered. Um, it was it was very good. I, I think there can be a temptation to read into the big uh, swing back that they managed seventeen point swing mm -hmm. back, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that brought it a little closer than it probably felt like it should have been when it was thirty five to twenty four. Yep. Um, but I'm I'm not super bothered by it. I think DC is a very good team. Um, I don't think we made huge mistakes. I think we made some defensive errors. We allowed, we allowed some kind of big runs a few times that we probably could have buttoned up a little bit quicker. I imagine that'll be kind of a focus. We had bodies around. We just didn't quite react quick enough. Again, maybe the heat, sun, you know, just an adjustment thing. I also don't yeah. think that that we talked a little bit about fitness and the heat. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's a, I think it's tough to play that first really warm game or in a mm -hmm. while on the road, yes. you know? Um, that's all not a it's not like a, a concern at all just a just Correct. an observation yep. Yep. um but 
yeah, I, I think it's I think it's an excellent game. I'm glad Holden Younger scored there at the 77th minute, just making sure DC doesn't feel too good about themselves. Yes. I like beating them handily, not letting them walk out thinking, you know, a couple different bounces and we would have had it, guys. No. Um, no. So I, I think it was it was fun and felt close at times, but also was pretty clear statement. And I love where the Free Jacks are right now, firmly on top of the East, yep. you know, uh, not going to be dislodged. Um, and sitting in a pretty good position. The only, I mean, nine and two, and then look at the rest of the league. There's one team that's five, or the the conference rather, one team that's five hundred, and everybody else still has a uh, losing record. You know, we're in feels a, good we're to in be a, good. Yeah, feels good to be good. We're in a good position <laughs> for sure, a thousand percent. I will. Say a couple more things about DC across the street from that uh, stadium. Nobody told me this. It was a complete surprise. There's a prison. There's there's a big house. There's the uh, hey. How about that? Yeah, I very hope they wild. can watch through the windows. You know, I hope so too. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I would have never expected that, but there it was. Um, also, TK mentioned as uh, you know, he, the whole team. I will say this before I forget: the whole team. You know, we went down to the the first row after the game there with, with the final whistle blue the literally the entire team the coaching staff everybody came over and shook our hand and said thank you for coming just uh, another example of just why this is a top-notch organization um Kenny tells the story of how they were in Utah. I think they were the only two fans that were there. Um, the entire organization made a, a point to come over and do the exact same thing and, and you know, uh, shake their hands. And the Utah fans were like, that, wow, that's that's really something that, that, that happens with the organization. They were kind of blown away by that. I'm just assuming that maybe the, those particular people that had said that maybe went to an away match and that did not take place for the uh, right. Utah organization. So just another example why it's, it's great to be a Free Jack uh, fan. Um, and one more thing, I, TK had mentioned to us as we were about to leave that like that is the best DC squad he's seen ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and there, there are just a few players away, or just maybe a better winning culture uh, of being a very, very dangerous team. Like yeah. they've got a couple really, really and good ponies. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes just time. I mean, it, they may not even need to change. Josh Sims is new as yep. their head coach. He's yep. clearly very good. Um, they've brought in some really good. Uh, players, particularly their backs, like God, their back line is scary now. Yeah. Their forwards are no joke either. Jack Iscaro is a yep. uh, uh, you know big deal, loose head prop. I think the battle we didn't even talk about the scrums. The battle between Iscaro and, and Cole Keith was a really fun one to follow mm-hmm. throughout the day. At one point, Cole Keith gets penalized when the scrum goes down, and it is just all it's the wrong call. It's hard to make those scrum penalty calls. Yeah, it goes down, uh, and Selmy dings uh, dings Keith. And he, you know, just the faces he pulls as he get, you get up out of the scrum and you know, it's the other guy's fault that he yep. collapsed. And then the ref calls you. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have to eat it, you know, and he's just backing up, like shaking his head. Nothing exaggerated. You got to you got to watch and pay attention to see. Very Canadian. But, but yeah, very Canadian. Just like <laughs> doing the like blowing the lip, you know, blowing the lips out like, yep. OK, you know, like what? What are you gonna do? It was good. The scrums were excellent. Um, they DC's DC's a good team. Uh, yeah. I like I like our rivalry with them. I think you said it best at halftime. You were saying that DC's good, but New England's better. You know, and yeah. that's where we are right now. That we expected to win this game. Uh, we thought it would be kind of difficult considering you know it's an away game and you know, all that other stuff factors, but we're still better than them and it feels good. It feels good to beat those, those guys because they did st- steal our colors. They are the color scheme thieves 
And now they're trying to steal Huzzah, so that's just not going to happen. So there you go. That's right. All right. Uh, on that note, I've got one word for everybody in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah.